Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Chris, I have a little confession to make today. You do? Yes. Hit me. Okay. I do not believe in weeds. (gasps) Really? Yep. You might want to come to my house if you think that. (laughs) A lot of people are thinking that right now. So listeners, before you run from the building with your head on fire, (laughs) just bear with us for a minute. I am Wendell Waters. I am Chris Stevens. And this is Wendell in the Wild. And we are so excited to have you join us today. Thank you. Um, Okay, so weeds. Mm -hmm. Have you you ever looked up in the dictionary what the definition of a weed is? No, I I have not, actually. Okay, well, this will give you a clue to why I think the way I do. Okay, so the definitions are a valueless plant growing wild, especially one that grows on cultivated ground to the exclusion or injury of the desired crop. (gasps) That doesn't sound very inclusive, does does it? Does that pretty much say anything that you don't get at a nursery? (laughs) It just sounds very like, you don't belong here. Exactly. And then the second definition is even better. Any undesirable or troublesome plant, especially one that grows profusely where it is not wanted. (gasps) So if you think about it. That's like such a mean definition. (laughs) It's a mean definition. But poor little plant. (laughs) A weed, it's actually a concept, really, rather than a thing. That's true. Right? Yeah, that's true, really. Okay. It's like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Kind of like that. That's right. And over the years... And I can't tell you, you know, pinpoint when this transition started to happen. But over the years, we've been convinced that anything you don't buy at a garden center is a weed and therefore bad and should be pulled. I blame landscapers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding, Dean. My neighbor's a landscaper. (laughs) No, they're just landscapers because I work for one. I know. Um, They're just picking up the ball and running with it here with with what our... General norm is for gardens. Yeah. You look at these big places, these big buildings and and huge developments, and their grounds are manicured. The town I cover, you know, a lot of their grounds, they're just manicured within an inch of their life. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And that's that's a style that has been adopted. There's no ecological reason for it. You will not find that style at my house, by the way. No, right. I was just going to say, in the Wendell Waters (laughs) style, (laughs) we run a pretty casual ship. We're much more abstract at my house. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right. Right. So, So I think, you know, what I would like to see us do is sort of move maybe gradually towards a style mm-hmm. of gardening and landscaping that makes room for some of the so-called weeds. You know, there was a movement a couple of years ago. My parents tried it out, and I think just where they live in Florida, it, it probably could have worked out, but my mother was still trying to figure out how to garden in Florida. She hadn't right. lived there that long. Yeah. Um, and I know people that have done it successfully up here called Lose the Lawn, and they, instead of having a lawn that they have to manicure and take care of everything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they plant their plants. Yeah. And I feel like that is a little bit more towards that mm-hmm. movement, because although they design it and they add specific plants right. a lot of them are, are local or or what do I want to native say? native thank native you that's the word I'm looking for a lot of them are native plants and stuff and I think like you say it is a little more 
loosey goosey with right. and what they what they let in there and what they don't let in there. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can also another thing to do is uh, for the lawn is let the violets grow, let the clovers yeah. grow. These things are hardy. The they mow down nice. They're soft to walk on. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a strictly traditional, um, what is it, Kentucky bluegrass yeah. that we use in lawns these days. I think, and it's pretty. And it's good for the bees. And it's good for the bees. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. People often ask me, Wendell, is that a weed or is that a flower? I ask her, by the way, all the time. Is she? Uh, <laughs> yes, Chris does ask me sometimes. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm sort of unsure on how to respond to that given that I don't believe in weeds but if you like a flower if it's pretty keep it that was always my mother's philosophy if you don't like it get rid of it I mean the name doesn't really mean anything but weeds you got to remember what we call weeds are wildflowers and those wildflowers have most of them unless they're imported invasive and we'll get into that too they've evolved over the years to be food and habitat for insects and mm. butterflies and birds and all that's kinds true. of things. Like the milkweed. Like we were talking milkweed. about milkweed recently. That's right. That's I right. never had milkweed in my garden, but I grew up right up the street or down the street from a very large open field. Um, and it was state-owned property, so nobody ever built there, nobody ever grew there, and it was our giant playground. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And beautiful. there was and there was tons of milkweed in there. And yep. there were we were just discussing Indian paintbrushes and yep. daisies and whatnot. And somebody did. There was a local farmer that would come and mow it like once a year at the state. You know, would let him in, asked him to do it. There, we used to get milkweed. We used to find the milk pods, yep. and you'd bust them open, and everything would go flying. Yeah. Isn't and that now, great? Last year, for the first time, I had two in my garden. Oh, I nice. think it was just a lucky shot from a bird. I have no idea where they came from because <laughs> I don't see any of my neighbors don't seem to have them. Right, right. And um, and I left them there. And now this year, I have like seven. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> but you had told me they attract butterflies. And so they that's do. why they I wanted do. to, yeah, I wanted to leave them in there and see what happens. The milkweed is the only plant that a monarch butterfly will lay its eggs on. It's actually a very important plant. Oh my God, my garden just went up in prestige. It sure did. <laughs> it sure did. And when it flowers, it's going to smell wonderful. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, now. they just have such a beautiful scent. Yay. Yeah. So so as we are pulling weeds and getting rid of weeds, so to speak, mm-hmm. we are getting rid of our wildflowers. Oh. And that's a concern. That is a concern. And yeah, that just makes me sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and especially if you think about um, not only their importance to um, insects and birds and animals, but how much time are you going to save if you're not worried about every single little plant that shows up in your garden? Yeah, that is very true. A little bit more casual style. Or, or money if you're paying a landscaper, either way. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah it's, right. It's true. If, you're, if you don't worry so much about what's there. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about some really beautiful weeds. We, okay. You and I have talked about this, yes. but let's share this with our, with our listeners. Absolutely. There, there are some that are my favorites because they're just they're beautiful or they smell wonderful mm-hmm. or they're hardy, whatever. But here's my list. Wood sorrel. Yes. This <laughs> is one that kind of looks like uh, it has lucky clovers for leaves. Okay. And it uh, has dainty yellow flowers. Pretty. It's really beautiful. Daisy fleabane. Yes, I have daisy fleabane in my garden. It's yep. be, it's a lot of people don't like it because it's very tall, mm-hmm. and it, it has tall. it's a tall stalk with a very small with a tiny flower. little like, yeah, like a little daisy, right? But again, that's another one that smells wonderful. Yeah, milkweed. Yep, which we just talked about. Um, clover, 
And there are many different kinds yeah. of clover. There's the rabbit's foot clover, which has distinct, like a longish flower, okay. as opposed to the round, yep. wide one. Um, Queen Anne's lace. I love Queen Anne's lace. I know, isn't it beautiful? And I feel it? bad because I had that in my garden when I first moved in, and I don't know where it went. It got pulled right. out or whatever, and I don't have it now, and I wish I did because oh, I love it's Queen wonderful. Anne's lace. Yeah. Hopefully it'll come back. Yeah, maybe. And then there are a lot of grasses, actually, that, that we pull that are really, really beautiful. One I'm thinking of, I call it a foxtail, and I'm not sure what that is, if that's the, the correct name, mm-hmm. but it, it's the flower comes up and it almost, it, it, it curves over okay. like a fox's tail. Is it an actual flower? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Grasses have flowers. Hmm. Yes. I don't think I have that in my garden. They're just not distinguishable as, you know, the way yeah. we think of normally flowers, but yes. So those are some of my favorite ones. I also like, um, I like purslane, which oh, purslane, a lot of people yeah. don't mm-hmm. really. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. It's just sort of a little small, almost like a little succulent to kind of yeah. ground cover. And I don't know, I just kind of like it. Right. Um, so I don't have any problem with that. The other one was, um, oh, Queen Anne's Lace. And Queen yeah, Anne's I love yeah. that one. Yep. Um, and then I have other ones that I could probably do without. <laughs> one of well, them I can't name. One well, of them I don't know what it's called. Well, let's talk about those because there are some plants that are problematic. Yeah. And, and I get that. I like to think instead of weeds and flowers, I don't categorize that way. I would categorize more as invasive and non-invasive. I would consider these invasive, yeah. Right. Because they grow everywhere. They run on like a, a long underground route. Yep. So it's like impossible yes. to get rid You think you've pulled it out, but you haven't. You haven't. It's laughing at you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Back. It's, <laughs> you pull one stock and it's yeah. under there going, <laughs> I know. I'm as soon as you turn your back, I will just pop up over here. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And it yeah. is. I For a while, yeah. I kept it in one sort of section of the garden, and one year it jumped, and it, now it's, it's someplace it's else. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just everywhere. And there are some that are particularly problematic, like bittersweet yep. is one that is just, when I, I, I was telling you, I work for, my brother's a landscaper and I'm the, I'm the weeder mm-hmm. for several of the properties that he has. And I spend most of my time pulling up bittersweet. It is just unrelenting. It is. And I, and I get why people, well, sort of get why people have planted it. I didn't realize that it was an, an invasive because when I was a kid, we had, there were various places where we would see it growing. And even when I worked, um, when the Colonial Linfield was still here, when the restaurant, the nice restaurant, and it's um, now home to uh, Whole Foods, but that used to be a restaurant that I worked at years ago. Okay. <laughs> um, and in their parking lot, there was a huge bittersweet bush. And so we, in the fall, we would cut it and make wreaths out of it because it okay. had those pretty... It, it has had the berries. The, yeah, it had the yeah. pretty berries and stuff right. on it. So right. we would always go in and cut it back for them in the fall just so we could make wreaths out of it. Okay, right. <laughs> but I didn't realize until somebody told me then that it's this huge, that somebody had planted it and don't ever plant it, you'll never get rid of it. Oh, it's And amazing. I was like, oh, I never planted it, but yeah. I take advantage of other people that did. Right, right. Because <laughs> it does make a nice, a nice wreath in the fall. Right, sure, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like a grapevine wreath. It just twirls on itself. <laughs> but that will uh, smother a tree. Yes, yes. I mean, it's, it's pretty intense. That's what I, I had that is similar, I guess, to that, the yep. one in my garden that I can't seem to name. That's what that does. It winds around everything. Right. It grows long. It grows kind of like bitter, like bittersweet. Okay. And it winds around things, and it will just snuff out anything. Well, clip some of it and bring it in. I will, and and we'll take a All look right. at it and see if we can figure out what it is. Yeah. Um. But there are things like that that I think 
that I think you know, we can call problematic. Yes. In, I call it pl- problematic because if you let it go, it'll kill everything. It will kill everything else. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and you don't want that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I'm doing my garden, and I think you probably have a similar you know, philosophy in your garden, um, I let things grow, mm-hmm. see what they are. Mm-hmm. And then I decide, yeah. should I get rid of it or, or should I keep it? So my garden is a very interesting mix of... <laughs> so is mine. I have, a da- I have some dandelions in my garden. I yeah, love I, I love dandelions. dandelions. Not only are dandelions, they're actually beautiful. If if, if you saw a dandelion and it hard, hadn't been already implanted in your head that it was a weed, yeah. you would actually think it's beautiful. Well, sure, when you're a little kid, you pick them and bring them home to your right, mother. And, right. And she, you know, graciously tell, takes them and tells you they're a weed. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much. <laughs> But don't you love when you are driving down a beautiful New England oh, yeah, road and you see, and you see a whole over. field yeah. of it? Yeah. I mean, they're just they're gorgeous and they're edible. Yes, they are. We had friends that, that would pick, um, they didn't eat the flowers, but they did eat the leaves. They would saute the leaves like spinach or, yeah. or, or kale or anything else. Yep, yep. They're quite good yeah. for you. Um, so I have a mix of, of daisy fleabane and, and uh, wood sorrel and I have dandelions and then interspersed in there I have some hosta mm-hmm. and... Um, what do I have? I think I have a Wygelia. It's called a shrub. I have a Montauk daisy that has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger mm. over the years. I love it. Yeah. I love it because it it flowers in, in late fall. Yeah. And it's one of the only things in the garden that does. <gasps> right. So um, right. So that, for that reason alone, I, I but it, I, I had it in a pot for years. And then one day I was like, why do I keep this in a pot? I'm just going to plant it in the garden. Yeah. I had no idea it would grow to be as big as it is. It's huge. <laughs> but, you know, it's I'm like, fine. That's less of the garden I need to eat. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, what you just mentioned is really critical of having color in the fall. Yeah. So if you allow native plants to come mm-hmm. in and just, you know, what do we call them? Volunteers. Um, yes. You'll have a little bit of color in your garden. I do. Want. I have one and oh, I'm never going to come up with the name of it. A friend of mine who's a, who's a great gardener told me what it was. Um, it is a native plant and it flowers. It grows tall. I can't remember what the leaves look like, but it has pink flowers on it asters maybe some kind of asters i can't remember oh it could be but yeah they come late in the summer yep and i love it because i have very much a lot of the stuff i've planted is i have a i have a beautiful spring garden i have a ton of or early summer i have a ton of of um irises all different (gasps) kinds of irises i have the tulips come first with the daffodils um and then the irises come and i have poppies that i've taken me years to cultivate but i now have a beautiful (laughs) beautiful. patches of poppies they're really beautiful yeah my whole garden could be poppies and i would be happy yeah they're just beautiful but once those pass I have a patch of cone flowers here and a few other things, but my summer garden, I don't really have a sudden summer garden. It's just green, which is fine with me. It's pretty. Yeah, sure. Um, I have, sure. It's a lot of different shades of green. I yep. have lamb's ears and those, those actually get little purple flowers on them, um, which I love. But, um, but it isn't until again in the late fall that I will have flowers again. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of weird. So if you try letting a few more weeds in. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I let them all in because I'm not, you know, I weed my garden. <laughs> I don't weed my garden. Like I'm not obsessed about it. <laughs> so let's talk about some resources for people. Yes. All right. So one of the things that you ran into that we were talking about earlier today was yeah, you funny. were looking up common backyard weeds. Yes. And the website that you came to, whose website was it? It was preen.com. Preen.com. Which I did not know was mm-hmm. a pesticide or is it it's an herbicide. An herbicide. I, herbicide. Yeah. I did not realize it was an herbicide, but I could have guessed. Yeah. Because 
they had ads all over it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 But yeah. It, it, yeah, that is interesting. That and you that, run that into you this. pointed that out. That yeah. It was, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, well it's printing dust. Well, of course. Well, they and of everything. course they're going to call yeah. everything a weed. Yeah, because they had morning glories listed on there right. as weeds. I love right. morning glories. It's a wildflower. Yeah, That's what it is. I would never consider that a weed. <laughs> I love my morning glories. Well, you run into this too when you're looking up information about bugs. Sure. All the sites that come up are pest control yeah. management companies. So you have to get down below that, drill yeah. down to other websites. And I didn't necessarily want to get rid of these. I was just trying to put a name to them. I right. just wanted to know what they were. ID them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So some, some uh, just be careful when you are out there researching. Find out who it is that's putting the website out mm-hmm. there. So some sites, though, that would be helpful. Um, a New England Wildflower Society. Oh, I love them. That's yeah. one of yep. them. Um, Audubon. Yes. Is another one. Good. Yep. Um, and Farmer's Almanac. From, Farmer's um, Almanac. From uh, Yankee Magazine is connected. I think they're still connected. But that, yeah, they were great too. They they had a, a good list of, and good photos that you could sort of connect. Helpful to, I- yeah. Identify uh, to identify. Yeah, plants. if you're just trying to identify things. Right, right. And ask people. If you don't know what something is, or you want to know what something is, or you're not sure how to treat something, or what, or if it's an invasive, you know, like Wendell said, she told me to to cut a branch off and bring it in. Take it to your local nursery sure. and, and ask somebody what it what it is. I had a problem years ago. Unfortunately, nobody could help me, but I had a problem. I used to have two beautiful holly bushes in front of my house, and um, and I, I love them. And one. I don't know. We'd had them for a long. They were there when we moved in, and we'd had them for years. And then one of them developed some sort of fungus. And oh, okay. Yeah, yep. and eventually it spread. It spread to the mm. second one, and they, I ended up losing both of them. Right. But right. and I did, and and people were very helpful, and they gave me lots of ideas. And yeah. sadly, nobody could figure it out. Oh, well, that <laughs> yeah, does happen but, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's sad. But, yeah, but yeah. they, but yeah, they were more. They were like, yeah, bring it in, cut off a leaf, but let's see what it looks like. Sure, right. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. People Try be to because we can i we can identify things by looking at the shape of the leaf and the the veins in it mm-hmm. and whether the leaves are alternate on the branch or mm-hmm. or opposite on the really? branch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of different ways to identify things. All right. Yeah. And if you're not sure, take a picture of it and put it up on our Facebook page. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll get Wendell or somebody to take a look at it. And see if we can and we'll identify it. see if we can it. figure out what it is. Yeah, if, if we, we don't can... know what it is, we will find somebody we, who does. Yes, we will find out with <laughs> lots of gardeners in, in our towns and friends and stuff. So we'll figure out what it is. And as always, you can email, email us at wendellinthewild at gmail.com. Yes. So closing thoughts about that thing I don't believe in, Chris. <laughs> I, I tend to agree. <laughs> I think people need to relax. Um, when it comes to their garden, it's, it's lovely to have a beautiful and, and cultivated garden, but I love a bed of wildflowers. Yeah, I love I that sort of rambling wild look. And it is, it, it is a different look. It, it is not, a it's look. not everybody. It's funny because, um, I just, the community that I cover in Marblehead, it's very, um, it can be very, I don't want to say they're not divided, but there is, there is one side of town where you will see that, where people are a little more relaxed about their landscaping. Oh, interesting. And it's a little more wild. Right. And then there's, there's another section, there's the neck, which is sort of a, a pricey area to live. It's a very pricey area to live. I don't know who I'm kidding. Um, and uh, but the, and those lawns and gardens and whatnot tend to be manicured a within more an manicured. inch of their life. Right, yeah. right. There's just there's not a right. there's not a blade of grass out of place, and that's lovely too. I walk by some of them. I drive by some of them. I'm thinking, man, that is, you know, they're gorgeous. But 
I am just not that uptight. <laughs> right, right. And I don't have that right. much time to spend um, on it. And I just, yeah, I just say relax. Just yeah. relax. Just re- <laughs> it's pretty. And if you like it, don't, if somebody tells you it's a weed, say, so what? It's pretty. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring that Queen Anne's lace in. You won't be sorry. <laughs> well, what we'll do is um, Chris and I will put some photos of our gardens yes. up on the Facebook page um, so that you can take a peek and we'd love to know what you think and Absolutely. love to know how you handle your garden. Yes. And gardens change. I mean, to say that they're a living, growing, breathing thing sounds silly because of course they are, but they are. I mean, gardens, right. I have things growing in my garden. I've lived in my house for, for coming up on 23 years and uh, you know, my garden has changed several times. Yeah. Um, like you said, volunteers, birds are a great carrier of, yep. of, plants and things. Dropping those seeds. Dropping those seeds. Mm -hmm. I had a, when we first moved in, there was a tree in the yard that has since died. So I went from a, from a shaded garden to a full on sun garden. And that changes everything. Completely different. (laughs) Right. That's when the Montauk Daisy really took off. Oh, okay. Right. That's when it really got very, very large. That's a sun Um, lover. Yeah. So just, just remember, you know, and that's okay too. I, I, who wants to look at the same thing all the time? Let it change. Let it shift. You just never know. Right. Go with the flow. Right. I think that's a good a good note to end on and enjoy it just <laughs> sit down in your adirondack chair and enjoy it that's right so until the next time thank you very much for joining us i'm chris stevens i'm wendell waters and you've been listening to wendell in the wild see you next time see you next time just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.